Welcome to another edition of Left Coast Sports with John Schaefer. And Left Coast Sports is brought to you by the Multicultural Health Foundation, Reimagining Wellness. We're shifting the conversation from managing illness to inspiring wellness. Selection Sunday, folks, is less than two weeks away, and teams all over the country are jockeying right now for seating ahead of their respective conference tournaments. And the UC Santa Barbara Gauchos out of the Big West happen to be one of the hottest teams in the nation right now. They've won 13 of their last 14 games. They're trending towards the top overall seed in the upcoming Big West tournament. How have they been able to build this program to the cusp of March Madness? Stay tuned for my conversation with Gauchos assistant coach Ben Tucker coming up in just a moment. Before we get started, though, with today's episode, please give us an auto-download on your podcast platform so you get future episodes automatically. Left Coast Sports is available on most podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, the free iHeartRadio app, YouTube, and Spotify. And please give us a review, too. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. And while you're here and listening, please give me a follow on Twitter at John Schaefer. That's J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R at John Schaefer. UCSB has had a remarkable season and currently ranks in the top 50 in the net, surrounded by schools like Arizona, Louisville, and Seton Hall in that metric. If they've reached the NCAA tournament, they figure to be a tough out with a veteran group of high major transfers leading the way. Here's my conversation with UCSB assistant coach Ben Tucker. So coach, it's obviously been a great season thus far. Was there a moment in the year where you realized that this could be a pretty special season like the one you're having? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of moments that stick out. You know, it's always a journey, and and you know, we lost our first two conference games, and and we really kind of had to have a gut check, you know, look in the mirror, and you really know how guys are going to respond. Um, you know, we're lucky to have an older group, but we did have a handful of guys uh, who were new, new to the program, transfers uh, who came in this year, and a couple of guys who sat out last year, and. So, you, you know, you have to see how they're going to respond. Um, and, you know, I think it's to every day, you know, you see how they respond to weekends like that where we drop two in a row and they come back and practice and they're, you know, and they're ready to go and their energy doesn't drop. I don't know if there's a, you know, a single play that highlights it, uh, but I think just you see how guys respond to adversity because uh, everybody's going to hit it at some point in the season, whether it's injuries this year with COVID uh, you know, the protocols and, and stoppages and starts and uh, all the different changes. But to see how our guys responded to dropping our first two conference games, uh, you know, right after Christmas and to come back and, and you know, luckily right now it's, it's 12 in a row since then. But, you know, for guys to respond, not just with winning games, but just how they attack practice, you know, weights, just the daily improvement, um, you know. So those couple weeks after that, I think, were really the point where you – you kind of look around and say, man, these, this is a special group of guys. Has any of this become normal with the COVID protocols? Because you guys, by and large, and again, knock on wood, we knock on wood with every program in the country, but by and large, you've been able to avoid some of the issues associated with this virus. Um, has it become somewhat normal? Yeah, I think it becomes part of your routine. I don't know if it's normal for, for any of us, you know, basketball or not, just with all the stuff we have to do, but it does become part of your routine. So it's not as big of a shock. You know, I think, uh, you know, as it was maybe at first with just all the testing you do each week and, you know, obviously masks and all the stuff we're doing to try to protect protect our guys and protect our, you know, everyone involved in the program. So uh, it, it definitely has become more part of the routine. I don't know if it'll, if it'll ever feel normal, uh, you know, just doing all the stuff you got to do. And, you know, I think the part of it that, that's probably even just the, not the most difficult, but just. The most unusual besides the masks and testing is, you know, just even on the road when you're traveling and, you know, uh, eating, you know, eating boxed meals and, you, you know, just trying to do all those little things where, 
you know, it does add up over the course of the season where it can wear on you. Um, and they definitely wear on the guys, you know, where you're just not able to, to have that same personal interaction, you know, that we once once did. But, uh, yeah, to answer your question, I guess I don't think it's normal, but it's it's become part of the routine. So everybody's got to deal with it, and, and we're not the only ones in the country. So we're all trying to figure it out and roll with it and, and just make the most of it. You know, you've been one of the best passing teams in the nation this year in terms of assists per game, assists per made basket. Who gets the credit for that? Oh, I mean, the guys. They got to make the passes. You know, we've. <laughs> I don't think much has changed in the way, you know, we coach it or teach it. Uh, we've always stressed that. Um, but this 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 team is a very unselfish group, just in general. Uh, you know, on the floor, off the floor, they care about each other. They're definitely guys who who get. You know, as much if not more joy and excitement when their teammates do well. Um, and, you know, that starts with those guys. And, you know, the guys have the ball that most in their hands, you know, for us are Jacory McLaughlin and DeVoe Ramsey. And, um, you know, it starts with those two. You know, uh, both have been in the top 10 uh, different points in the year and assist the turnover ratio in the country, which is for one guy to do that is phenomenal. But to have two guys that have been in that spot, you know, throughout the year, and, and it just bleeds through your team. You know, when your primary ball handlers are unselfish, um, now when you know it, it gets passed along the line, everybody you know uh, is more than happy to, to keep it moving. So um, it's definitely those guys, and I think it started with you know our two point guards, and, and it's kind of bled down through the rest of the team. You mentioned that unselfishness, and then you see that your team you know shoots fifty percent from the floor. I would imagine the unselfishness is a big reason why. Yeah, yeah, you know I, we pride ourselves, and Coach Pasternak has always preached it from from the first day we got here, and being an unselfish team, you know, on both sides of the floor. And the way that shows on offense is obviously your assist, your field goal percentage is a, is a byproduct of that ball movement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, the, the quality of shot we're getting, you know, um, our shot selection. Are we taking the shot for the team or are we taking it for ourselves? Um, you know, and that's something we've preached from day one. And like I said, this, this group, we've got an older group, which helps, and, and a group that's been in our program now, our system for, you know, a lot of the guys three or four years. Uh, where they understand just what we're look what we're looking for, what a good shot is, what a you know an average shot or a poor shot is. So um, yeah, but everything that we we want to do offensively starts with ball movement. You know, we want ball movement and player movement to create the best opportunity we can. So, um, but again, it comes down to those guys, and we have, we can have the greatest plan in the world, but those guys have to execute it and. We've got we've got really good players that are able to execute at a high level. You know, you've had some really good regular seasons recently since you arrived, obviously, with Coach Pasternak, who you mentioned. Uh, what would it mean to this program this year if you could win a regular season title in the Big West? Yeah, I think it would show, you know, uh, obviously our players, ourselves, uh, but also just our, our supporters, uh, you know, everyone that's invested in our program and potentially future recruits have just, you know, taken that next step. Um, it's not easy to, to build any program and, um, you know, we, we were lucky to win a lot of games since we've come in and, and there was some turnover in our first and second year, just having a lot of, a lot of guys. And now we've kind of hit some stability. And so now it's time to, to take that next step. So hopefully that results in, you know, in, in a regular season championship and hopefully postseason birth and, and a run. Um, you know, we've always talked about, and I think, you know, to me and to our staff and our players, why we've had the success we have and, and, starts with Coach Pasternak, and he preaches it every day since the day he's got here, is just honoring the process. And our process is, is starts with practice each day um, and how we go about that. So we try not to focus too much. You know, we have our team goals, um, but we try not to, to focus too much on that end result. Uh, we really, you know, want to focus on getting better, our improvement, you know, on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, getting individual players better, 
um, and just taking that day by day and, and letting the results, you know, take take uh, care of themselves because of the way we go about our work. And like I said, that starts with Coach Coach P and, and what he preaches every day and how he goes about his work every day. And then that just stems down through our staff and into our players. So, you know, I think it would be it would be fantastic for our guys. It'd be great for our program, obviously, to win a to win a regular season championship. And you know, for us and, and it's what our guys have been able to do throughout this win streak is just stay focused on the week. The game, you know, the game at hand, the, the team we're playing this weekend, and just stay locked in on them, and and uh, really try to keep that narrow focus uh, because there are so many distractions. There's so many things that can pull your attention away, you know, as as a player, especially as you get long and you know deep into the season. So, you know, our guys have done a great job of just staying focused on the task at hand and just trying to get better every single day. What are you and the coaching staff more proud of when you see a team that leads the Big West and not just scoring offense but also scoring defense? Which side of the ball is there more pride in? Well, for for me, you know, I think the, the sharing the ball is huge, you know, but the defense has been has been probably the thing I'm the most proud of. Probably Coach Pashnak and the rest of our staff are the most proud of because it's an area that we we have been working since we got here to improve, but it's been a long process. Um, you know, statistically through Ken Palm and a lot of those analytics. Offensively, we've we've been at the top or one or two in the league in offense every year since we've been in the been here. Um, you know, our first year was was one of the best offensive teams. You know, per that, those stats, uh, you know, they've had at UCSB in the last like 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. So we we've had good offensive players. We've had really talented guys, but our defense has lagged behind. Um, and you know, coming from Arizona with with Coach P and and uh, you know that's where we really want to pride our program as being an elite defensive and rebounding team um so for our guys to take that step because we've been middle of the conference the back half of the conference in defense our first three years um and that's been a a, you know a sour point for us as a staff is you know we pride ourselves on on that defensive side of having great toughness great ball pressure uh really really scouting and taking teams out of you know their main actions and then allowing our guys to, to really get after it and to see our team, you know, take that jump this year, and we've got to finish it out, but we've really taken strides on the defensive side. And so, you know, I, I think as a coach, that's probably what you're the most proud of because uh, that's just, you know, that's energy and, and effort and toughness and, you know, just getting getting some more depth in the program. You know, now in our fourth year of being able to play more guys that can that can execute our, our scheme at a high level. Um, you know, just adding depth and, and not having to rely on only a couple guys where, you know, maybe they have to take some breaks. So, you know, I think it speaks a lot about the whole program, you know, of just being able to build a program that has, that has quality players across the board and guys that buy into both sides of the floor. You know, you, you mentioned Arizona. I know you played and you coached there. Um, how much Arizona, so to speak, is in this program, and how do you tweak what you and Coach Pasternak were able to do and have success with under Coach Miller and bring your own style to it? Yeah, so we you know, we have a lot. I think that the philosophy – is is almost identical and kind of just the day to day of of how we go about the program. Um, you know, just being detail oriented across the board, on, on the floor and and also off the floor. Just the you know the approach we take. Um, you know, in, in the four years we've been here, we've had five different guys, including myself and Coach Pashnak, and three of our support staff guys were at Arizona with us in in different roles as managers or graduate hmm. assistants. Um, so a lot of just the day to day how we go about things, the way we structure the program. Um, like I said, for everything from study hall and um, you know academics to to on the court and scheme it, it is very very similar. Um, now, obviously, we you know you have to tweak things to to your level, your conference, and and then you know the personnel that you have. But uh, there's definitely a, a lot of the identity is the same. 
and, and like we talked about a little bit before, just that, you know, that want to have that nastiness uh, on defense and rebounding um, is, is definitely the main thing that, that bleeds over. And then, you know, sharing the ball and having great ball movement. Um, but yeah, philosophy wise, it's, it's very, very similar uh, with a couple tweaks just to, you know, to fit our personnel and our level um, in our conference. Um, but yeah, very, very similar. What was it about your time at the University of Arizona that, that made you say, hey, I'd really love to get into coaching? Oh, man. Well, you know, I was, I, I was a manager uh, at Arizona, and I was there for two years uh, at the end of Coach Olson's time. And then uh, my junior year is when Coach Miller came in. So I was able to, to work for Coach, Coach Miller for two years as a manager and then left for a few years to, to pursue the coaching deal and then was able to go back to him. So uh, I was around a lot of good guys uh, individually, a lot of great coaches from obviously Coach Olson and Coach Miller. Josh Passner was an assistant. Um, a couple guys that are now in the NBA, Matt Browsey, Brad Brielmeyer, were support staff guys. Mike Dunn, that was around a ton of brilliant basketball minds from mm-hmm. a lot of different backgrounds. So um, I went to Arizona, actually, to get into coaching. Um, I knew I wanted to be a coach from a young age um, and wasn't going to play at the high major level. I uh, wasn't that good of a player, but I knew I wanted to coach and wanted to get into it and had an opportunity to, to work as a student manager uh, for Coach Olson and his staff and jumped at that just to try to soak up whatever knowledge I could. And yeah, being around all those guys, um, all the different head coaches, but you know, obviously spent the most time with coach Miller and uh, just to, to see the process, you know, of going through, of, of building a team of, of obviously the X's and O's and just the time you spend with the players, the difference you can make in their lives. Um, you know, that, that, that jumped out at me, you know, just to be able to be in the gym, help them work on their game, chase their dreams of becoming a, you know, a professional, uh, but then also getting to spend that time with them off the floor. We spend so much time with these guys. I don't think the average fan or even, you know, average person understands how much time, you know, we're all around each other. Um, so you can really, you know, you can really help people, you know, chase their dreams, whether it's being a pro or, uh, you know, their career outside of basketball whenever, whenever it's done. And, you know, I think that's something that, that really hit, hit home with me. Um, and it's something that Coach Pasternak really takes a lot of pride in here. Um, and it's one of the, one of the main things I really enjoy about being at Santa Barbara is we are able to really launch our guys' careers after basketball, uh, whatever that may be. We, we, you know, we really hope that they become pros and, and make a lot of money playing the game and can play for a long, long time. Um, but being at this university, you know, a top, top five, top six public university in the country, uh, to be able to have a network of people that we can connect our guys with once their playing career is over to, to really launch their, that next chapter of their life, um, it's been special, um, and it's something that, that Coach takes a lot of pride in and obviously stems through our staff and something we talk a lot about not only with recruits and future players but our current guys uh, of getting them set up with a network to, you know, really pursue whatever that next avenue is. And it's just special, you know, when you can help somebody chase their dreams and, and, and really try to help them, you know, uh, set themselves up to, to have the life they want to have. Yeah, and win basketball games because you guys are seeking a fourth consecutive <laughs> 20-win season. You know, what was it about your time with Coach Pasternak at Arizona that made you realize that at one point he was going to be a darn good Division One head coach? I mean, he's the most relentless uh, competitor I've been around, and, and that's not a knock on anyone else. He's, he's nonstop. Um, and so you just knew he, you know, he, there was going to be success wherever he went because of his work ethic, you know, and it stems down to our players because they see it every single day. But uh, just an unbelievable recruiter. Um, like they're relentless with it, uh, you know, has a great eye for talent and, you know, who good players are. And then 
just the, the work ethic and the habits, you know, of, of preparing our team. Um, I saw, you know, with him as an assistant of getting guys ready individually, you know, scouting reports, preparing the defense at Arizona night in and night out. Um, and you knew, you know, you knew the preparation was there and the work ethic was there. And, and um, I had no doubt, you know, he was going to be very, very successful uh, when he got his opportunity. It was just a matter of, of when and where that would be. So it's been 10 years, Coach, as you know, since UCSB has been in the NCAA tournament. What's it like preparing for, you know, regular season opponents and having those three, four, five days of lead time before weekend series and then trying to win tournament games, like in the Big West tournament where you got to beat, beat different teams on back-to-back nights, for example? Yeah, you know, the, I think the preparation time, you hit it on the head of having, you know, you've got four or five nights and as assistants, you know, the way you split up the scouts, a lot of times we may have even a week and a half to prepare for that next opponent. So you can get a little more detailed. Um, I think you can give your guys more information, you know, throughout the regular season scouts. Um, now, the nice thing is we have an older group. They know their opponents now. You know, in this league, we've played a lot of the same guys four, five, six times. But, yeah, there's, it's definitely, you know, managing what information you give your guys. You want to give them all the information they need without overloading them, you know, on those, those three games in three days. So, you know, for us, it's, yeah, we, we try to go about things as much of a routine as we can, um, giving our guys, you know, as detailed of a report without overloading them, you know. So I think it's just, that's part of it is, is you know, luckily at that point we've played everybody, you know, two times. So you've got your main, you know, your main scouting done. And you may tweak a couple things here and there. Um, but yeah, the tournament, it, it's, you know, a lot of it's just about who's, who's the freshest, who's playing well, who's in a good rhythm. Uh, you know, and who, who's able to, to just play harder, you know, for more amount of time. And a lot of that comes down to just having depth and um, being able to, to rotate guys in and out. And, um, you know, we've got a few things here to be able to adjust in games to, to what teams are doing. But it's definitely uh, more of a coaching session from a scouting perspective. Uh, when you've got to play three games in three nights, you know, versus having, having a week or a week and a half to prepare. And then I imagine, last question for you, you'd embrace another chance to maybe get Irvine. You, you played a really tight game with him <laughs> that second game. I'm sure your team would like to get yeah. a third crack at him. Oh, I mean, definitely. I think our guys are, you know, our guys would love that. And I mean, we've, we've had so many battles with them and they're such a great program. I mean, we, you know, we definitely have looked at them with nothing but respect uh, since we got here. And, and like that, that's some unbelievable games, you know, over the past three years. And yeah, I think our guys are, are going to be excited, whoever they get to pull. You know, I think kind of our, our motto throughout the season, you know, is with, with the uncertainty of games, if they're going to get canceled or not, is just, hey, if we get an opportunity to play, we're going we're gonna to show up and we're going to bring great energy and be excited to be there. And, you know, I, you know, I think our guys will be excited if they get to play Irvine, but they're not going to be disappointed if we're in the tournament playing and, <laughs> and get to play somebody else. So, you know, our guys are, are locked in and, and want an opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament. And, Whoever, whoever we get to play in the conference tournament, we're going to be excited to play. That's for sure. Well, it's been an unbelievable ride. Uh, Coach, congratulations on all your accomplishments thus far, and, and best of luck in March, and hopefully we get a chance to see you guys play on in the field of 68. So thank you for doing it. No problem, John. I really appreciate your interest in us and taking the time as well and highlighting our program. So really appreciate it, and uh, thanks for everything. 
Thanks again to Santa Barbara assistant coach Ben Tucker for joining us today on Left Coast Sports. The Big West tournament begins March 9th in Las Vegas, and the Gauchos hope to be the last team standing and win the auto bid to the NCAA tournament. If you haven't already, please subscribe and auto-download for future episodes on whichever podcast platform you're listening to this podcast on. And again, please leave a review as well, and follow me on Twitter, at John Schaefer, that's J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R. Coming later this month to your View advanced to Indianapolis, a four-week college basketball tournament show that follows local teams and players on their journey to the national championship. Each week, advanced to Indianapolis reviews the previous weekend's rounds and looks ahead to the upcoming weekend. Each show airs four times per week with 16 total show airings throughout the tournament. Advanced to Indy includes interviews and expert analysis, along with the local stories on the teams, players, and fans that make the madness of March so much fun. For more information, visit yourview.com. That's Y-U-R-V-I-E-W.com. Next week on Left Coast Sports, we'll take a look at championship week throughout college basketball with Selection Sunday just days away. Thanks for listening. We'll catch up next week right here on Left Coast Sports with John Schaefer.